This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us. I'm Kevin Brahaney. I'm here today and tomorrow. Nick's here all the time. And uh, Paul Osborne, it must be Thursday. City Hall Insider is here. Good morning to you, Paul. Good morning. It's uh, good to be here. Good to see you. It's great to be with you. I, I uh, normally, when I, I sub-host, um, it's during like that last week of December where everybody's on vacation. I, I don't get to see you, but this is just like a regular day now. So it's great to have you here. Yeah. No, I listen I, to you every Thursday. Oh, what you listen? I do. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's, it's your perspective is so great because you got your finger on the pulse of everything going on currently in Decatur, but you got the historical I call it institutional knowledge uh, from being mayor and been doing this for so long. And uh, we both shared our good, our good friend, Tom McNamara, who just spoke volumes of how well you treated him wow. when he was at the Tribune. Well, yeah, Tom, we still, we still miss. He was with me uh, about 43, 44 years and uh, yeah, never missed a deadline and did a great job covering sports and, and local high schools and promoting athletes and coaches and the schools and uh yeah, Tom has, uh, has been gone a little over a year now, and, uh, you know, everyone still misses him. Well, he, he was a perfect balance with you. You're the institutional knowledge of the community on the news side, and he was on the sports side. Oh, yeah. Uh, he just uh, he was a walking encyclopedia of uh, sports he history. He was. You have any question, you ask Tom, and, and he would pull up a date. Nick, so, did you get to know Tom much? Just a, a little bit. You know, he's always around St. Teresa, but I knew his work. Like almost a generational amount of people here in town, I and mean, he's an institution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like I said, I I hear you every Thursday. I mean, it was when you picked up a Tribune, you knew that you could go to the sports section and you get that Irish stew, and you needed about an hour to read everything that he wrote because he just covered the water for every week. Yeah, I always like it when he, if he, when he made a mistake or something, he'd say, had a bad batch of stew. <laughs> 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 like, don't eat that. <laughs> Sorry, boss. I had a bad batch of stew that night or that day. All right. So, uh, boy, where do we begin? I'm going to start with Acorn. You're not happy about that. Oh, I don't know how anyone could be. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, yeah, and it's uh, I, I think that's where a sense of community really really comes in. That when people are hurting because they lose jobs unexpectedly like that, uh, you know, it affects all of us. You know, that just doesn't happen to them. You know, we feel for them and want to help them. So, I think out of the unhappiness of a, a business, a, a large business in this community suddenly shutting down, leaving four hundred plus employees you know, without work and wondering what's going to happen, uh, that's a jolt. But, yeah, you put it, it was downright disgusting. Yeah, and and I think and I think Decatur is always, you know, we've taken blows in the past. Industries closed, Firestone and others closed. But uh, it's kind of a shocker at the time, and we don't want that to happen. But by the same token, it really shows what Decatur is made of. We rally around each other, and if, and if you're from Decatur or central Illinois, we're there to help you. And Isn't that the best characteristic of, of this community is how it, it rises to the occasion when things like that happen? 
And I guess we know how to do it because I know that ADM, Milliken, Mayor Julie Moore Wolf, Brian and Nick, Rocky, everybody kicked into high gear when that happened. Well, and I think, too, as I pointed out, I think because of uh, the sensitivity to situations like that, we're better prepared now than we've ever been uh, to deal uh, with something like that. We don't want to have to, but I think when the time comes, you know, all of these groups are together, all of the people that are together, all the leadership we have in this community, uh, when something bad happens, you know, this is Decatur, and we're Decatur strong. We are. You know, this is the Midwest, and, you know, uh, we're jolted the same as any other community would be in the country when something like this happens, a major loss of jobs in, in your community, of people you know and love. They're your friends, they're your neighbors. But by the same token, there's a strength in this community. There's a strength in the Midwest, I think, that's not so prevalent maybe in other places. And I guess I'm a little prejudiced here, that when things are tough and people are down, there are other people there to pick them up and say, you know, we're in this with you. You're not in this alone. And I think that's what happened with ACORN. I guess with their closing, I heard this yesterday, that um, they made the ingredients, a lot, some of the ingredients that goes into these inhalers for asthma-afflicted uh, people. And there's going to be a major shortage because ACORN's no longer making. So, I don't know. Let's go to something. We're talking about ADM. They just invested $700,000 in the community. They made that announcement. And um, they spread it over 30 nonprofit organizations indicator. Pretty impressive. Yeah. And ADM really has always been a, a, a great partner in this community. And I remember even years back when, you know, when I was mayor at the time, and a lot of people have either forgotten or don't realize this, that the cost of, uh, of the upkeep of Lake Decatur and so many things that were happening with the lake, ADM paid half. You know, the city paid half, taxpayers paid half, but ADM, the agreement was they would pay half of everything that it took to keep the lake, you know, uh, going, dredging and everything else. And, you know, sometimes you'd hear people, you know, kind of complain about a big industry or something like that in Decatur. Well, they've always carried their weight and more. They've always gone the extra mile, you know, for this community. And during the years I served as mayor, they were a great partner in a lot of projects that we were doing. And it was usually when you talked with them, uh, even go out to the headquarters and talk with them, it was always like, how can we help? You know, what can we do to help you with this? And, uh, you could talk about ADM from personal experience. I know that they're a great community partner and we would be a lot less without them here. And you know that as being mayor. Yeah. From not only as an editor, but also as mayor. And I saw this firsthand in conversations, firsthand one-on-one -on -one conversations with those who could make those kinds of decisions. So, uh, they didn't have to be, they didn't have to say some of the things they did because it was just us talking. They could have said, well, we're not interested in that. But they always had an interest in, in pushing Decatur ahead just simply because they wanted to be a partner with what was happening here because it would benefit them too in the long run. But they also wanted to benefit our community. Well, Jennifer Ballinger, who's worked over there with ADM Cares for a long time, really does keep track of what's going on in Decatur. And, and she tries to steer or to have their committee 
understand where the needs are and then to disseminate who needs what and to $700,000 this year, that's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. And I think we find just a lot of people and organizations and companies indicator, you know, are stepping up and, and they've always stepped up. And you saw this in the community food drive for so many years. Yeah, uh, 20. Uh, yeah. And uh, ADM was a big part of that. That's right. And, and and I think that gave people the opportunity who maybe didn't know how to help other people. It gave them the opportunity to say, hey, I can help this way. And I think that's what's re- important indicator. Sometimes they don't know how to help. And I think if we have leadership, uh, we have companies, we have organizations saying, here's how you can help. This is how you can help remedy this situation. I think this city is full of people and companies. They're saying, hey, yeah, we'll help you out. Right. I don't know if you probably didn't get a chance to hear Teresa because you're on your way up here. But she uh, was talking about all the changes at St. Mary's. They're not going anywhere, but they've got to change uh, to, to stay relevant and, yeah. and to handle all the, you know, the financial issues that are in healthcare right now. Well, I think that's true, really, with, with uh, across the board, whether it's a newspaper, whether it's broadcasting, whether it's a hospital, uh, you have to change with the times. And uh, uh, I think all of us like the way things were, you know, including me, maybe 20 years ago in, in many ways, particularly the prices. Uh, but uh, I think you have to evolve, you have to change, you have to adapt or you don't exist anymore. And I can certainly tell you from the time I started with the newspaper till now, uh, there's no similarity as to the way we produce the newspaper now as to when we did, you know, years ago, how we did it then. And I think that's true of hospitals. I think you want to provide the best care possible to a community, but you have to evolve and change in order to do that or you fall behind. Hey, Nick, do you remember about a month ago, um, We've got we got calls. You did, Brian did, I did, about this dog that was left stranded out on Sawyer Road. And yeah, died. absolutely. Yeah. Well, they, according to your newspaper, breaking news: uh, Decatur resident was arrested. Yeah, that's right. And that's, I don't know. I don't understand the treatment of of animals like that. You know, it's just like if anything, sort of people letting animals out in the country because yeah. they couldn't deal with them, not locked up in a cage. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not either one's good. But one's horrible. I mean, the dog can't even get out. Well, yeah, and I, I think it says a lot, too, about people that, that just pay no attention to animals or, or their concerns. Or, you know, I think uh, here you have an animal that gives his life for you, you know, and you won't pay any attention or care, you know, what happens to that, uh, to that animal. And uh, I don't know, I think all of us, and particularly in growing up, you know, I always had a dog. <laughs> you know, that dog followed me everywhere, and, and there no that dog would give in his life for me. And I was always sensitive to the fact that, you know, an animal just becomes a part of a family and wants to be a part of a family. And I, I just don't understand, and this is not pointing the finger at anyone, I just don't understand cruel treatment of animals. And, and people who would treat animals in a cruel fashion, you wonder how they treat their fellow man. I don't know. The way I understand that the police got a tip, uh, and I think there was a reward out there. Is that what happened? Well, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I think they asked for information. I, I think, is if I remember right, there have been like several cases here recently, and you don't want to you know mix them up. 
But uh, I, I think in a case like this, the public has been very sensitive to animals that seemingly are being mistreated and uh, or uh, even who, that animals that die. And so I think uh, the sheriff's office is always looking for more information. And this, this case was the sheriff's office and animal control that I think that we're dealing with the case that we're talking about on Sawyer. I know there's a lot of people happy they found that person. There yeah. were, people were pissed off. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, all right, let's take a, a break here. When we come back, I want to talk about uh, Franklin and, and Main Street. looks like Highway 51 going through uh, Decatur is going to get fixed. And uh, that was a big article in your paper this week. So we'll uh, go to Nick and do your news channel 20 storm team weather forecast. Then more with Paul right after that. Rain mainly after 2 p.m., a high of 42 tonight. That rain could continue to 10 p.m., low of around 33. For Friday, cloudy with a high near 40. And Saturday, 40% chance of rain afternoon, mostly cloudy and a high near 44. Current temperature in downtown Decatur is 36 degrees. Your WSOY time is 720. Abraham Lincoln had already made one trip down the Mississippi River to New Orleans when his family settled west of Decatur in 1830. One day, he would climb aboard a steamboat at Beardstown to see if the Sagamon River could carry the steamboat to Springfield. I'm Don Chamberlain, local historian, and I invite you to the Decatur Public Library at 2 p.m. Saturday, March 18th for a free presentation about Lincoln, the Riverman, co-sponsored by the Friends of Lincoln Trail Homestead State Park and the Macon County Conservation District. Hope to see See you there. Memorial Care is your entry to the quality care and expertise of Memorial Health. Memorial Care is primary care for seeing experienced physicians and providers. It is urgent care when there's no time to wait for an appointment. It is virtual care for added convenience and virtual appointments that fit your schedule. Memorial Care is how health begins. Visit memorial.health to find hours and locations in your area. Welcome back to Buyers and Company. Kevin, uh, Nick, filling the void for Brian while uh, he's going to see the boss in uh, another city. Uh, he and Lindsay, I think, are taking off today. Is the concert tomorrow, Nick? I think it is. I'm not sure. And uh, he'll be back on Monday. Now, I bet you'll hear all about it. And I'll, I'll be in here that first thing Monday morning, too. I get out, I'll hear all about it, too. Probably right. He'll be singing "Born in the USA." <laughs> That's never, the one he won't be singing. He doesn't like that one. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever heard well, him then, sing. Nick, you sing it for him. Oh yeah, I'll just play it full blast. <laughs> Start the day off wrong. <laughs> Do that, would you? Yeah, I'll give you five dollars. <laughs> oh, yeah, thanks, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Osborne, the City Hall Insider, is here. Okay, Paul. Um, I drive downtown at least three times a day from Forsyth. And I want to tell you, I am an expert on Highway 51, uh, Franklin and Main Street. Main Street, that, that left lane, if you don't hold on to your steering wheel with both hands, you're going to end up in uh, that one of those meat lockers or, <laughs> or that uh, 
place that fixes uh, lawnmowers. Yeah. Because you bounce all over the place. And yeah. Yeah. Finally, they're going to do something, I guess. Well, yeah, and I think there's, you know, the IDOT meeting I mentioned there that it's scheduled here. I think there's been a delay on repairing that road from Pershing uh, to Cleveland down here, um, which is just before you get to the lake, because I think the city kind of injected that maybe we want that road a little bit different. Like yeah, they wanted two lanes instead of three. Yeah, maybe have, you know, a, a little bit better looking entrance into the city of Decatur. And I think they're kind of debating that. So I think that's held that stretch up. So is that the reason for the meeting? Because I don't ever remember I got holding a meeting about what they're going to do with the road. Yeah, it's just like I think everybody just fix the road. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pave, repave it. And uh, uh, th there is some signage now, as I mentioned in the column, uh, from Cleveland on, which is just the last street before you get to the lake, and then on to uh, Elwyn, that work on that stretch, which is really bad, too, uh, uh, starts next week. That's, the signage says, I didn't check the year. I, I think it's next week. That it's like three the week of 313, uh, they'll start working on that again. And uh, I think Route 48, too, is really rough. I know Dwayne Nolan, you know, after I wrote about this several months ago, he, he uh, sent me an email and said, you should check out Route 48. It's about as bad as 51. So hopefully, uh, you know, we're going to get those fixed, and hopefully this one through town, which is really, really bad. Anyone coming to Decatur for the first time would uh, well, as I mentioned in the column, maybe we should name this stretch of highway, you know, Jerry Lee Lewis. For yeah, a whole that lot was of great. shaking going on. A whole lot of shaking going <laughs> on. No doubt about it. And that meeting's on March 30th at the Decatur Civic Center from 4 to 7. So if you want to put your two cents in whether it should be three lanes or two lanes, I guess that's the way to, that's the time to do it. Yeah, and that has been the holdup, in all fairness, to, to IDOT, because I think they were ready to move ahead earlier, and so they delayed that. And when I talked to the city manager, I don't know, two or three months ago, he did say that's the reason for the holdup, that we wanted to see how we wanted that stretch uh, constructed or uh, before they repaved it. But uh, it'll be a relief for all of those uh, uh, on Route 51 South, you know, coming in to get that smooth. That really has some awful, awful spots in it that just, well, you drive on a country road and it's smoother <laughs> than, than a major highway. So. Well, Scott Wrighton will be here tomorrow morning, so I'll ask him about that. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be good to, to ask him because that was the way I understood it. And that's because uh, he admitted that was the reason for the delay, at least if I remember correctly in our conversation, is because of the design of exactly what they wanted to do with that stretch of road from Pershing uh, to the downtown area. And of course, downtown from El Dorado uh, to Wood Street, that really belongs to the city of Decatur. So, you know, IDOT uh, kind of gave that up when we wanted to do some things downtown that the state, you know, didn't, didn't like too much. Well, there's a highway letting tomorrow, and one of the big jobs on the letting is a Decatur job. So I'm not exactly sure from where to where, but they are invested. That stretch from Pershing Road out to Forsyth mm -hmm. um, is magnificent. Mm -hmm. It's like it is so smooth. UCM did that, and a very safe job, and uh, they did in record time. Yeah, and that's going to happen, too. I think once they get started, I, it seems like it's been forever for them to, because I've been complaining about the one Drop 51 South that I go out, 
uh, across the bridge, you know, of how bad that is, and uh, and others too. And, but so it seems like it's taken forever, but I, I really do think that's going to be taken care of here starting next week, and uh, and as soon as that meeting is held and some direction is given, I dot. I think this summer, you know, I would expect uh, from Pershing, you know, Main Street from Pershing to downtown to be taken care of too. Okay, so March, uh, according to Heritage Behavioral Center, in collaboration with the National Council on Problem Gambling, March is Problem Gambling Awareness Month. You think, Nick, that has anything to do with March Madness? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Safe bet. How much money do you think changes hands in in that tournament? Um, I I would guess hundreds of millions, I would guess. I mean, with the, all the internet gambling that goes on that's legalized now, it's got to be a problem. I remember, and I know you'll remember this, Paul, when the gambling boat was going to be proposed on Lake Decatur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. ADM was 100% against it because they said what that does to the rank and file of their employment, employees, uh, it causes so much strife in families that they... They've had it in other cities, and they were against it. And uh, I never thought of that. But if this gambling gets out of control, it can ruin families. Oh, yeah. And uh, there's some people that just get addicted to it. And, you know, they will go wherever they go, and they gamble. And they lose everything. Uh, they really do. And it becomes like a drug to them, you know, a gambling drug. And uh, I remember they talk about the gambling boat, there was some talk back uh, when I was serving as mayor of, of getting the Abraham Lincoln boat over in Springfield, which was kind of in dry dock then, wasn't being used. It was around New Salem at the time, and bringing it to Decatur and making that the uh, the gambling boat. But I think because of the opposition, and I wasn't crazy about it either because of, of what you just mentioned and the concern ADM had, that... There is a fear, I think, on the part of a lot of these companies. Uh, Caterpillar was totally against a lottery years and years ago. Many people forget that. They did not want because of the very same reason you're talking about. And uh, a lot of people spend money on lottery tickets. And, of course, you have a winner, but very few winners, uh, you know, uh, compared to all the people that, that gamble. And But that's big business now. Yeah. yeah. You know, it... I gamble, but I don't, I gamble 20 bucks at a time. I don't, I, I just can't imagine. They say in Vegas, the highest divorce rate in the country because of family strife over gambling. Paul, thanks for being here. It's great seeing you, oh, sir. Same here. Yeah. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.